Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Astry, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Friday of the second week of Easter, April the 21st. Our reading this morning is a continuation of Acts of the Apostles, chapter 5, verses 34 through 42. Chapter 5, verses 34 through 32. And in this particular passage, uh, we have been following the uh, trial uh, of the apostles before the Sanhedrin, the uh, Supreme Court, so to speak, of determining who is obeying the law and who isn't obeying the law. It was the uh, Jewish people's uh, Supreme Court, the final arbiter of who was following the law and, uh, again, who was not, and also various uh, disputes that may arise among the people. It was settled uh, within that particular court uh, before being settled ultimately by the Roman occupants, uh, because, remember, all of this is under Roman rule and Roman occupation, and ultimately under Caesar, and so on. And in the particular trial, we saw that the Sanhedrin had called the apostles and had them brought in by the temple guards uh, to answer for their crime. And their crime, of course, was preaching and teaching in the name of Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, the Messiah, the Promised One. And the people were following uh, the uh, apostles and coming over to the followers of what the early church was called, the followers of the way. And we ended yesterday on a rather somber note. Uh, if you remember, when they said, when the uh, Sanhedrin heard what Peter had said, it is better for us to obey God than men. The God of our fathers has raised up Jesus, whom you put to death, hanging him on a tree. He whom God has exalted at his right hand as ruler and savior. Well, that ended by saying the Sanhedrin heard this and they were stung to fury and wanted to kill them. So they, we pick up the trial this morning, and certain members of the Sanhedrin stood up and had the apostles ordered out of court for a few minutes so that the assembly of the Sanhedrin could uh, follow their deliberations. And some of the members stood up and said, fellow Israelites, think twice about you are, what you are going to do with these men. Uh, so they're, they're putting some brakes on this. They uh, cooler heads are, are trying to prevail. And so these men who stood up and raised uh, an objection to this uh, wanting to kill them and their fury and their anger and all of that, and they say, Remember, not long ago, there was a Theodos 
who came on the scene and tried to pass himself off as someone of importance. About 400 men joined him. However, he was killed. And all of these who had been so easily convinced by him, they were disbanded. They, they went away. They, they broke up. You know, kill the head and the body will die. In the end, it came to nothing. Next came Judas the Galilean, not Judas Iscariot, Judas the Galilean, at the time of the census. He too built up quite a following, but likewise died, and all of his followers were dispersed. The present case is the same thing. My advice is that you have nothing to do with these men. Let them alone. If their purpose or activity is human in its origin, it will destroy itself. If, on the other hand, it comes from God, you will not be able to destroy them without fighting God himself. In other words, let the thing play out. If you're going to uh, kill, the, kill uh, these apostles, if you're going to do all of these kinds of things to them and think that somehow silencing them is going to uh, put an end to it, it may have the opposite effect. You, you may rally even more, make them more intense, because now they have a martyr and a cause. Just leave them alone and people will get distracted and go on to other things. They'll follow the next latest group coming to uh, gain importance. They'll gain their little following. And then soon that too will break up and they'll go on to the next thing. In other words, this is all just a fad. Just let it pass uh, rather than agitate it. Their speech persuaded, uh, persuaded them. That's what we'll do. Uh, we'll, we'll let our uh, passions and hatred simmer and go down. But in spite of it, the Sanhedrin called in the apostles and had them whipped. They can't help themselves. That's, that, that's their answer to everything. Jail, violence, arrest, uh, scourging, all of those things. And they ordered the apostles not to speak about the name of Jesus and afterwards dismiss them. The apostles for their part. Now this is the important, this is very interesting, isn't it? You figured the apostles would leave either angry, filled with hatred, how unjustly they have been treated, and they have been unjustly treated. They have. Uh, it's been an outrage. It's a sin against justice, and it is working against God. Or they would become despondent, fearful, give up. Why didn't Jesus come and save us from the scourging, from these arrests? Why didn't Jesus come and save us from this harassment, this persecution? They don't do any of that. St. Luke tells us in Acts of the Apostles that the apostles, for their part, left the Sanhedrin full of joy 
that they had been judged worthy of ill treatment for the sake of the name, the name of Jesus. And day after day, both in the temple and at home, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news of Jesus, the Messiah. Wow. Isn't that something? Think about that. They didn't become filled with anger. So the, the hatred that has infected the Sanhedrin, they didn't turn to that because then they would, they would ultimately be defeated. You don't win by hating those who hate you. You only become destroyed in your own hatred. And they win. You only become filled with anger and resentment. You are poisoning yourself. They didn't become despondent and despairing. Where is God in all of this? Where is Jesus? He's supposed to be with us. And look how we're being treated unjustly, brutally. No. What did they do? They were filled with the joy of the Holy Spirit because they were found worthy to share in the sufferings of Christ. And it didn't deter them. It only made them more determined and resolute. They went about preaching, proclaiming, teaching that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, the Savior, the one sent by the Father to redeem all humanity. It's a good lesson for us today. Yes, the church is under church is under persecution today. We're engaged in a great spiritual warfare. We must avoid both extremes. Both end to but both both end in, in destruction of ourselves. They didn't become bitter and hate-filled. They didn't become despondent or despairing. They were filled with the joy of the Holy Spirit and they persevered. Persevered even more filled with the Holy Spirit, more determined, more resolute that the name of Jesus will be preached will be taught, will be lived by their example. That's God's victory. We do not play by the rules of the world, by the rules of the evil one. We do not destroy ourselves, but rather we persevere, filled with the Holy Spirit, more determined than ever to live the great gift of faith that God has given us. So let us today, when we meet opposition, when we meet rejection, perhaps ridicule, ostracism, from living the gospel of Christ and our Christian Catholic faith, let us rejoice that we have been found worthy to share in the sufferings of Christ. God bless you.